0: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Antonio Cholak arrives in Italy ahead of his move to Parma Celtic could be close to signing two new South Korean players And competitive football in Scotland is back underway tomorrow I'm Andrew McLean, joining me in the studio tonight is Hugh Kevins And the Premiership
1: season is underway three weeks tomorrow Good piece of business I think by Rangers with regard to Cholak They bought him for £1.8 million, apparently going to Serie B uh, for £2.5 million, good profit. I wonder if the Celtic fans tonight, though, Andrew, are thinking about their squad. Because for me, it's a squad that's now weaker than the one that ended the season. Celtic have got more money in the bank, I would guess, than all of the other premiership clubs put together. But the squad is weaker. And the season begins three weeks tomorrow. I think the Celtic fans are looking for... A big
0: signing or signings, plural. Well let's hear from you at home 01419511025 on the phones or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB There's also some breaking news this evening and that's that the SPFL have apologised to Rangers and brought an end to their long-running dispute over the cinch sponsorship deal. Rangers felt it conflicted with the deal that they already had in place with Parks of Hamilton and refused to show any of the cinch promotional material The SFA's arbitration has now been withdrawn and the SPFL will make a contribution to the cost of Rangers and Parks With those going to charity And it was also announced today By Murdoch McLennan That as a result of that An independent review Into the SPFL's governance Will also be commissioned Two years of
1: nonsense if you ask me Because uh, Rangers objected To the Cinch sponsorship On the basis that they had Douglas Park on the board And he uh, was in the same line of business As Cinch and therefore, there was a compromise there. Uh, so, you know, the, the courts upheld Rangers' case. Uh, and we all got on with it. But this apology has come after two years of
0: legal fees on both sides. The only good thing to come out of this is that charity benefits. And Rangers will feel this is a win in two regards as well because an independent review is something they called for previously and didn't get the right backing for. They They really wanted that and... You know, the SPFL have now agreed to that. I think that's set to kick off in October this year. Uh,
1: Well, there'll be an independent review and then there'll be another route along just after
0: it. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be the last we'll hear of that. There will be a lot of talk about what this now means for the SPFL and, and Neil Doncaster as well, but how long this was allowed to drag on for. So maybe you've got some thoughts on that. 01419511025. And as I say, you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. But also just before we came on air, there was that photo of Antonio Cholak, of him arriving in Italy. It looks as if that deal for him to move to uh, Parma is going to be very close. Now, did that look as if it was maybe the natural next step for him, just given the the players that Michael Beale has brought in? He's brought in plenty of forward players. Yeah. He didn't get much of a look in last season towards the end of the campaign after he came back from injury.
1: No, it clearly wasn't Michael Beale's idea of uh, a main striker for Rangers. Uh, it's a good deal for the club because the, they will eventually make around about three quarters of a million pounds in profit Uh, And Michael Beale does have in the players That he does think will do well for Rangers up front So everyone's a winner Including Cholak
0: Who gets to go and live in a nice country I'll be interested to hear the thoughts of Rangers fans on that one Because, you know, he started the season off very well Antonio Cholak in total It was 18 goals in 39 games Scored some crucial goals to get Rangers into the Champions League group stages as well. I wonder if there's maybe some supporters that felt he was maybe deserving of more of a chance under Michael Beale. I think it was only 11 Premiership games in total that he featured in after Beale came in.
1: Well, if you look at uh, Alfredo Morelos' decline uh, on a gradual basis over last season, uh, if Cholak couldn't get a game ahead of Alfredo Morelos, then the, the, the penny must have dropped for him that he was in the wrong movie and the wrong country. And now he's gone to a lower league club in Italy
0: but uh, one I'm sure who have designs on getting back into Serie A. Yeah, Rangers had a behind-closed-door friendly today. They won 2-0 in that game and one of the goals was scored by Abdallah Sima. So Michael Beale will be happy that one of his forward players was already getting on the score sheet. I think Sam Lammers played as well. Cyril Dessers didn't make an appearance. I don't know whether that's, you know, he obviously arrived later than the others maybe waiting to get up to speed but Rangers in action And it's always good to have You know Forward players scoring In any game Of course It's a generalisation But uh, These Rangers
1: players Who have been brought in uh, The the fans are Excited by them I think the excitement Comes Andrew From The fact that Last season was stale Morelos Kent The same old feelings And it got stale And Celtic won a treble So these players are in And the fans are optimistic I still think, as I said in the introduction to the programme, that the Celtic fans are waiting for the transfer that gets them up out of the streets because it's not Yang, it's not Marco Tilio, it's not Odin,
0: Thiago, Home. Uh, they're waiting for the big one. 01419511025 is the number you need. It's the number Dominic in East Bride has dialed. Dominic, how are you feeling about what looks like an imminent exit for Antonio Cholak?
2: Uh, good evening, Andrew and uh, Hugh. Um, so Andrew, I think I, I feel sorry for him, to be honest, because he was, he'd, when he first came in, when we had the uh, off he was. I thought he'd done very well. He proved himself, and then injuries hampered him here and there. And then the likes of Morel, Morelos overtook him. But even at that, I, I think that the reason that Beals wanted him to go is because I don't think he'll probably fit into the way that Beale wants to play I think because it's he's obviously top Morelos was obviously more of a target man kind of but obviously getting the ball and then feeding players on but, but Cholak I think he's totally complete opposite
1: I'd rather think there's any need to dwell on Antonio Cholak it wasn't Michael Beal's idea of uh, the kind of player that he wanted Michael Beale has a very clear vision of the way he sees Rangers going So there was no room for him at Ibrooks. The club have found uh, a willing buyer and Rangers make a profit. Therefore, for me, everyone, including Cholak,
0: is a winner. Yeah, but fans can feel that, you know, if a guy scored 18 goals in 39 games, not all of those were starts that maybe they feel that he is a guy that could contribute next season. Well, here you have the, the dilemma. The manager doesn't agree with the fans.
1: So the manager picks the team and the fans don't. So he's off.
0: Yeah, Dominic. I, I mean, Michael Beale obviously had enough of a chance to give Antonio Cholak the game time that he felt was sufficient to to judge him. You look towards the end of the season, and it was Alfredo Morelos who was getting the game time over Antonio Cholak, despite the fact that I think Michael Beale probably knew for a while that Alfredo Morelos was leaving in the summer. Was the writing on the wall? Maybe then.
2: I think. I think. I think so. But then again, it's he wasn't. Bill never, even the times that he wasn't injured, he did have a, a couple of injuries here and there, but even the times he wasn't, they was still obviously first. But I think that the other one Andrew had to worry about is obviously the likes of the, uh, the producer, uh, Fashion Sakala. He, he's been obviously linked to go away, but I hope he stays because he's been excellent every time he's come in, and he's, he turns up in the big games as well.
1: Not entirely true. If you think back to the big games, and the, by big games you mean the ones against Celtic, uh, he had big misses
0: against Celtic in big games. But he was one of the players that showed, you know, signs of improvement under Michael Beale. Generally,
1: yeah. if Michael Beale didn't think there was something there, then he too would be out the door like Cholak. But I think Michael Beale does believe that he has a a role to play. Here you have the classic example here of. Michael Beale is exercising his judgement He's brought in half a dozen players He has to win the league title If he doesn't win the league title In all probability he'll get the sack So he he is exercising his judgement Over who comes in and who goes
0: out Dominic, I've seen some suggestions online That it may be a case of Michael Beale Trying to move Antonio Cholak And Fashion Sakala on To then try and get Danilo In the door from Feyenoord Would you like to see that chain of events happen?
2: I uh, do I would like to think so, yeah. But the so I get obviously that's a, probably a certainty that he's gonna be away now. Obviously to fund part of the fee for the Danilo, if if Fire not, but I'd still like to keep fashion Sakala. but just seeing the producer as well. I see that obviously Glenn Camara's linked to go, but for me he's quite he's welcome to go because he's not performed in the
1: last season or two since he came in. after Gerard left. He's mm-hmm. not been the same player. There's no doubt that the room has to be made. Managers don't like huge first team squads. It complicates the daily business of coaching them properly. Uh, so people will be going uh, and Michael Beale will decide who those players are. I think Glenn Kamara's. He type, seems a more
0: obvious one, doesn't he? Because yeah. he didn't really get any game time under Michael Beale at all. And both parties have spoken about it. I think towards the end of the season, Michael Beale essentially said, you know, he either needs to be part of this long-term project or he leaves this summer Glenn Kamara was speaking about it on a podcast a few weeks ago where he said he'd held discussions with Michael Beale, and he was pretty clear on what his future was looking like so it maybe just comes down to what offers they get this summer It's strange one, Glenn Kamara because at one time he looked like a multi-million pound player uh,
1: a, an absolute dream signing signed for a very small fee and blossomed and then it stopped and uh, clearly... Michael Beale saw no place for him. So I would assume that he will be going.
0: Yeah, the the fall off does seem strange, especially I've mentioned it before. But Andy Halliday on this show, when Michael Beale was returning to the club, he said that, you know, Glenn Camara was essentially Michael Beale's favourite player. Mm. When he was at Rangers, he said he'll be the one player that will benefit from Michael Beale returning the most. And it just hasn't worked out that way.
1: Well, uh, when that happens, uh, there's only one winner, and it's the manager. Uh, Andy obviously knew about everything from the inside, having been at Rangers,
0: but it hasn't worked out the way Andy and the fans thought. One of the this is just modern football for you as well. I saw on social media there had been people talking about Fashion Sakala and how he'd changed some of his social media. I think he'd changed his profile picture on Twitter to one of him in a Zambia kit rather than a Rangers kit and there was no mention of Rangers on his uh, profiles, his social media profiles anywhere those are the type of 21st century things that people latch onto aren't they? And a lot of 21st century things are a load of nonsense. One of my favourite stories I saw today that's along that theme is that Sheffield United star player, their best player last season in the Championship, Elaman, NDI fans are convinced he's away because his wife has been spotted on Facebook Marketplace trying to sell some of their belongings from their house. So they've just come to the conclusion that that's him done. He's away. Well, that would be a better indication than
1: Twitter. Yeah, it's true. If your wife's
0: out there selling the, the, the goods then chances are you're off yeah could be nothing but we'll wait and see on that one not that we're really too interested of course but 01419511025 thank you to Dominic let's speak to Nadeem who's a Rangers fan in Livingston Nadeem what are you making of the situation with Antonio Cholak hi Andrew hi Hugh um, yeah thanks
3: for my call I was just saying to, to the producer there that, um, I know Hugh said that you know not a, lot, not a lot of time and move on from the Cholak situation but I think, I think it's important to, to note that he's, he's, a, he's a top quality striker. Do you know And I feel as a Rangers fan, I feel he's been shortchanged. Um, I understand why he doesn't uh, fit into to Michael Beale's plans. Again, to some degree, I know he likes players that can play in two or three different positions, maybe a bit more athletic and a bit more pace than, than what Trolak has. But, you know, the guy's scored like 20 goals in, in 40 games or you know, 40 games. He's got a, a one-in-two goal scoring record, which is brilliant, absolutely brilliant he got us into the Champions League, you know, against PSV, he got the equaliser against them at Ibrox. to he us through it. I think, you know, he spent, Michael Gill's spending money left centre on players that are coming in that, that aren't proven, um, some of them aren't proven anyway at this level, um, and he's got, a, he's got a striker there sitting there who's, who's proven that he can score in the Champions League, he can, sc- he can score goals and win games for Rangers domestically. I just feel like we've, we've, short, we've short-changed him a bit, you know, we've, he's, he's shown us a bit of work, like, coming by coming to Rangers and I think maybe he's sling a bit
0: more Have Rangers it, uh, shortchanged Antonio Cholak?
3: Well that only
0: one man is
1: important here and that is Michael Beale. now he is putting his judgement on the line I, I, I don't deny Nadim or anyone else uh, the right to say look at his goal scoring record while he was at Ibrox however it didn't impress Michael Beale enough to let him stay on and he's taking this deal because he believes it is best for the team And the club. Now, Michael Beale's judgment is on the line. This whole season is about Michael Beale's judgment because he's got half a dozen players. That tally may rise before the season starts, three weeks tomorrow. But the whole season is about his judgment. If his judgment is proved to be so inspired that Rangers win the league title, then Nadim and everyone else will have to say sorry for doubting the man. And if his
0: judgment is all wrong, he'll get the sack. Nadim, did you feel that Rangers were due a sort of refresh in that forward line?
3: Uh, I mean, I think, I, I think partly, yes, Andrew. I think obviously you've got players like Kent and and Morales um, who who obviously went on to pastures new, so there had to be some sort of, um, you know, some sort of refresh there. So, I, so I totally, totally get that. I just think that um, when you when you're looking to to win trophies and and, and win leagues um, and do well in Europe. You when know, you've got a proven goal scorer there already I mean he's been, he's been linked obviously I know there's, there's discussions going on tonight and today in terms of his move but you know there's been some some decent sized club's interested in Parma and so on so you know he's obviously he's obviously got a good pedigree there I just think you know when, you, when you're looking to win trophies you've got a proven goal scorer there use him but I understand you know he maybe doesn't always fit into to different manager's plans but also I don't, I don't agree with you there Andrew that, that if, if, if Michael Biel doesn't win the league this season that he'll, he'll necessarily get a sack. Um, I, I hope that's not the case. You know, as long as we can see progress there, and you can see him building and, and, and progressing, then I don't think he should get the sack. Absolutely, you know, the league's important. Absolutely, but if it's progressing there and he's doing well in other cup competitions, Europe, you know, then, then not necessarily that that he would get a sack. I would hope.
1: Let me let me explain my rationale, Nadim. If Celtic win the league, that's three in a row. And Brendan Rodgers has another two seasons beyond that on his contract, at least. And if the club feels that Brendan Rodgers may take it to four in a row, five in a row, then they're not interested in works and progress. They're looking for someone who can stop Brendan Rodgers in his tracks. And by the way, this applies to Brendan Rodgers as well. Dermot Desmond hasn't spent the money making Brendan Rodgers the highest paid manager in the history of Scottish football Celtic don't have all that money in the bank don't have a treble winning squad and then finish second
0: if that happens Brendan will get the sack we're talking about hypotheticals that are way down the line here but is there an argument to say that if Michael Beale and Rangers show big signs of improvement and just miss out on the league title would you still expect Michael Beale to go? Uh, i give you the words of Ange Postacoglu in his first
1: uh, Tottenham press
0: conference last Monday
1: where he said in Glasgow second is last and if you're last then you'll get the sack because he, Ange Postacoglu believed that he would have got
0: the sack had he not won the league Nadim, how do you feel about the fashion Sakala situation some suggestions that he could also be following Antonio Cholak out the door?
3: Yeah, it's a... It's a... A tough one, that Andrew. I think. Um, I mean, he's a he's a fan's favorite. I think you know, in terms of, I, I mean, I think he's a he was a breath of fresh year when he came in. Ibrox always smiling, always. It was like as, as if you know he was he was just so, he just wanted to play football all the time, you know, and 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 it was great to see that. But if I'm honest, I just don't think he's got the quality to 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 be consistently part of the team. I think he's 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 okay to come off the bench, and, and he, he did he as Hugh said, he did well in some games last season, but against. In the big games against Celtic um, he, he he didn't do great If I'm honest So I, I've always thought That he may have lacked Just that Just that kind of edge and, and, and quality That, that you need to to, to to play for Rangers But I wish him all the best You know If if, if, he, if he does move on I think he's a brilliant He's a, he's a brilliant guy he's, he's a human being He's shown to be To be excellent as well So I wish him all the best If he does go But if he stays Then I think as a squad player He's, he's, he's okay yeah Smiling Where does smiling get you
0: Andrew? you know enjoy your job You to be fair I've never seen you in this studio smiling before in my <laughs> life don't, don't hold your breath either <laughs> alright thank you to Nadeem still plenty of time for you to get involved we'll be taking a look at Celtic's transfer situation after the break and of course the competitive action is back tomorrow so any thoughts on that 01419511025 you are the voice of Scottish football call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the second part Of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Kevin's In the studio With me Andrew McLean And you can join us as well 01419511025 Or you can send us a tweet At Clyde SSB The Scotland Women's National Team Are in action tonight They've got a friendly At 7.35 It's up against Northern Ireland At Dens Park as well so that should be a good one tonight the starting lineup: Lee Gibson Nicola Doherty Emma McCandy Sophie Howard Fiona Brown Sam Kerr Caroline Weir Kirsty Hansen Emma Watson Martha Thomas and Erin Cuthbert it's always good to see just Caroline Weir playing for Real Madrid having a Scottish player playing for Real Madrid just feels good doesn't it astonishing it's like uh,
1: Stevie Archibald when he was at Barcelona it was great to think that somebody who came from Glasgow a motor mechanic from Glasgow was playing
0: for Barcelona so good luck to her and also a good opportunity for Emma Watson as well, who just 18 years old. Emma Watson, 17 years old she is, sorry, who was at Rangers last season. It looks as if she's going to secure a move down to the WSL. But two goals in two games for Scotland as a 17-year-old is not bad going at all. Certainly one to watch for the future. Pretty Steve Clark can't uh, bring her into her lot. <laughs> I was going to say one to watch for the future, but two goals in two games for the national team already. She's one yeah. to watch for right now. Absolutely. Yeah, so good luck to the women's national team. They are also away to Finland next week and then uh, it's the Nations League, the start of the Women's Nations League, the inaugural Nations League it is for them. So Pedro Martinez-Lossa and his players getting in some good preparation for that. But let's take a look at Celtic's transfer situation, shall we? Because as you were saying earlier, Hugh, there's not been any big deals for Celtic, but... The thing is that they've not had a a sort of big surgery to do on their squad like Rangers have needed to do. Yeah, but uh, I do
1: think that if Brendan Rodgers' return was partly about wanting to make a greater impression in Europe, then they're light because the squad last season uh, in Europe was a disappointment. They they scored four goals and got two points. Uh, And since then, they've lost Jota. For me, the squad at the moment is weaker than the squad we finished last season. Jota has gone, Moy has retired. Regrettably, for Alistair Johnson and Celtic, he's going to be a long-term injury case. Uh, and the players who have come in are all projects, works in progress, not what Celtic need right away, not going to feature in the Champions League and Celtic need signings and the season begins three weeks tomorrow and... This is guesswork on my part, but Celtic have got more money in the bank than every other club in the Premiership put together and the fans are looking for that to be spent.
0: Is there maybe a feeling from Brendan Rodgers and his staff that because there's not a huge overhaul needed then they maybe only need two or three big pieces of the jigsaw that they've got three weeks, there's no rush to get those players in the door, they've got a treble-winning squad minus... Jota and Moy who of course are the ones that have left that maybe they don't need to rush these signings that they can take their time over them
1: Well two of Celtic's first four games Andrew in the Premiership are at Petaudry and at Ibrox I'm not saying there's a mad rush I'm not saying there's a panic I'm just saying that the Celtic supporters I think are wondering who it's going to be
0: how many it's going to be and when it will happen. I'm sure if you said to most Celtic fans last season with the squad they had that if they were going into a game at Putaudry or a game at Ibrox with their squad but Aaron Moy and Jota are out injured that they'd feel pretty confident still going into those games. Time will tell. Time will tell indeed. The interesting uh, thing today is that Celtic potentially closing in on the signings of two South Korean players. It's obviously a market, the K-League, that they've looked at before with... Oh, the two players in questions. Yang Hyun Jun, 21-year-old winger from Gangwon. That deal looks very close for around £2 million. Um, reportedly interested in uh Hieu as well. Kwon Hu, who's a defensive midfielder from Busan IPAC as well. So these are all... They seem quite similar to the signings that Celtic have already made mm. this summer in Odin Thiago Home, and Marco Tilio, that it's all players in their early 20s and... Possibly projects for the future But It's quite a lot of the players Or quite a lot of these players That they're being Linked with You wonder how all these You know Players will fit into the squad You do But it is the Celtic business model Get
1: them in for a couple of million And then hopefully Sell them for ten times That amount of money It's Been Celtic's business model For a long number of years And they have been Very successful with it And that's why they've got Loads of money in the bank But there is a here and now to be dealt with. And the here and now is a defence of the league title. New manager who came in defiance of many of the supporters who didn't want to see Brendan Rodgers return. And the
0: season, I keep repeating, is three weeks away. I did see a report, I think it was from Sky Sports, earlier on saying that Celtic are on the market for a goalkeeper this summer there were some quotes from Brendan Rodgers this morning I think he'd maybe been asked about how Joe Hart fits into you know his his squad stylistically and he said he didn't really have any, any issues when it came to Joe Hart and you know playing with the ball at his feet which is something that you know many Celtic fans have brought up on the phones this summer but you know the report saying that you know they're understood to be in the market for a goalkeeper one of the targets they're monitoring is Croatia goalkeeper Dominic Lavakovic as well so just From gauging the opinion of Celtic supporters on this show, that would seem to be a popular one.
1: Yeah, I mean, Joe Hart has done exceptionally well under Ange Postacoglu, who had two terrific seasons at Celtic Park, but I think uh, they do need cover in that position. Uh, I don't know whatever happened to Benji Segrist. He came, he disappeared, and he turned up on the day the league was won to have his photograph taken with the rest of them, and he doesn't play football for Celtic, apparently.
0: Uh, the thing is there's still a fresh pair of eyes there with Brendan Rodgers there's a a chance he may like Benji Seagreest, who has done very well in the Scottish Premiership before but he he
1: is a mystery Uh, until such time as Brendan Rodgers brings him in and plays him he's a mystery whatever happened to him Uh, Scott Bain good luck to him got a long term contract but Scott Bain is not anyone's idea of first choice Celtic goalkeeper Uh, and so I think there is need there is a need for Cover in that
0: position Well let's go back To the phones William is a Celtic fan In Craigend William how are you Feeling about your team At the moment
4: well, Good evening guys How you oh, good, uh, yourself it's, just a wee concern. it's a wee concern I've got about Brendan Rodgers This time uh, And what he did The last time uh, With loan signings Think in Loan players For two years Or 18 months In a shot in, in And Maybe paying Three, four million pounds For a loan deal for me, it's a short term look at the squad. It's something that Annes would have never done. I think what, what Annes done was built a team. And what I think, what Brendan done
0: the last time, that's... I think William's line is a bit dodgy there. We'll try and clear that up and, and get back to him. He's talking about transfer strategies there. And I think there was certainly some criticism in Brendan Rodgers' first spell of you know, his recruitment and obviously oh. it doesn't all come down to one manager but overall Celtic's recruitment model seems to have changed since then and it was successful under Ange Postacoglu and Celtic fans will be hoping that because there hasn't been really any moving parts behind the scenes apart from Brendan Rodgers because, you know, the the backroom staff are the same the recruitment staff are the same as well that they'll be hoping that the success that they found with Ange Postecoglou when it came to recruitment will continue. Well, you know, Brendan, the first
1: time at Celtic Park, uh, brought in some howlers.
0: Yeah, by, by the way, I'm not sure about fees of three and four million no, no, for no, a loan no, players. No, so no, I'm not no, sure no. that's accurate. Uh, but you know, anyone who
1: remembers Charlie Masonda. Uh, but this time, it's the Celtic business model. It's uh, Yang for two million. It's Marco Tilio for two million. It's uh, Diego Home for two million. You know, they're there with the purpose of selling them on if they can have a good time at Celtic. Um, But I keep coming back to it. They haven't brought in anyone on loan, uh, but the fans are, I think, looking at a squad that is down Aaron Moy, down Jota, down temporarily Alistair Johnson. And the three who have come in, or uh, Yang is on the verge of coming in, they're not going to be next season. Uh, Tillio if he gets fit might have a chance Um, but I think the fans are looking just now Celtic went to the stock exchange and told the stock exchange 10 days ago that they had far more money than they had expected to get Uh, well fine that's down to your business acumen and you've been terrific but you
0: have to start spending that money sometime there's nothing to suggest that Celtic won't spend it though no. and that Celtic are just being patient in the market and waiting for the right players to become available and all I'm doing is flagging up that there is a need
1: in one or two areas and we've mentioned goalkeeper central defence uh, right back for example uh, another striker you know if it, heaven forbid for Celtic if anything, is
0: right back a priority only because of Alistair Johnston's injury or do you feel that that was an area they needed to target before
1: Well, uh, Alistair Johnson for me, people talk about hitting the ground running. He was one of the outstanding examples of a player who hit the ground running and he is without question the number one choice once he is fully fit. But there's a, you know, uh, that's another area that could be looked at. Uh, Also, as I say, Kyogo is the star man, the tallies man. But if Kyogo were to get injured, would the fans necessarily think we've got O and O will take his place because he looks raw to me and he looks a a way off being Kyogo's deputy
0: William I think we've got you back Oh how are you doing did you get
4: get most of my point or was it
1: yeah but but he's not dealing in loans Brendan Rogers, right now you know all the players who've come in and who are on the verge of coming in like Yang Celtic are paying money for them they are permanent deals Hi, mean, what I'm
4: saying is, see the last time Brendan Rodgers came in, uh, it was based on loan deals and short-termism, and I think the the difference between the two managers, Ange, Ange built a team, uh, which is already built, whereas what Brendan Rodgers, when he did come in, was it, it was a short-term look at the squad. It was the to progress the squad. It was to really regress the squad, really and to, to work with what he had well to be, uh, fair,
1: so, to be fair if regression is winning seven trophies out of seven then that's the kind of regression the Celtic fans are looking for this season
0: William is your hope then that the recruitment model that was in place under Ange Posta just continues under Brendan Rogers, that it's more of a sort of club dynamic that they've got on the go rather than Brendan Rogers comes in and you know just gets it all his own way
4: yeah, I think, I think it should be a, always be a long-term look. It should I mean, Ange worked six months, uh, two to transfer windows ahead, whereas yeah, when Brendan Rodgers came in, he didn't look that way. He just looked what was in front of him, you know, and, and fair enough, winning trophies is, is, is what, what Brendan Rodgers was all about the first time, but by the time he had left, Celtic, Celtic were in a great state, and to look at a long-term strategy and to keep to stay in that standard and stay to raising that bar that's what you
1: need to stay at the top in Scottish football I think to and say then, that Brendan left and Celtic were not in a great state I think is totally inaccurate uh, Neil Lennon picked up the baton with 11 league games to play and won the league uh, Celtic then went on to get 9 in a row and uh, you know the, the fact that they imploded the the, the season thereafter had nothing to do with Brendan Rogers, uh, you know I think it means Slightly unfair. You're talking about things that happened four years ago. Now you're dealing with someone who has got a treble winning squad. He's going to add to it. He'll have to add to it. And he's following the business model or the club are following the business model by bringing in younger players, paying for them, permanent deals, in the hope that they are a success at
0: Celtic, enough to be big money transfers later on. Well, thank you to William. Before the break, we'll quickly squeeze in Michael in Liverpool. Michael, what are your thoughts? How are you, how are you, how
5: are you doing, Hugh? How are you doing, uh, Andrew? Um, my thoughts are, he was right earlier on and I've said it, keep saying it and saying it and saying it again. Celtic are not strong enough uh, at present uh, with regards to Alison Johnson being injured I know Carter Brick has his came back, but for me, Ralston is not the answer. Neither is Bernabeu. And Haskobanovic, nah,
0: stops that. Michael, what oh, are they not strong enough for?
5: To go and maybe try and get, do well in Europe. But I think the need to get either that teddy from Shakhtar next who said he would like to come to Celtic, right? Then I've then I've said about Carlos Borges from Man City under 21, right? He scores goals. He would be an, an ideal replacement. James Forrest for me, no, either, right? Um, we I mean, Brendan like,
0: Rodgers has already come out and said that James Forrest will be a part of his plans this season. It's,
5: I, I, I've I've got no faith in Brendan Rodgers, right? You've to got be no faith in, in Brendan Rodgers. No, nah,
0: no. Nah. What's that based He's, on?
5: Because he's got no he's, when, when Ange was there Ange had charisma like Jockstein right and Ange Postacoglu is much is much better I dislike he's, I don't I don't like Brendan Rogers
1: well you know personal likes are, are neither here nor there likes are or dislikes uh, there's only one criterion that can be applied and that is is he successful On the basis of uh, all the evidence we have, he was at Celtic for seven different trophies. He won all seven. uh, And he was available for Celtic when Ange Postacoglu decided to go. Uh, I think it's Celtic's good fortune that he is there. Uh, A a good manager. Track record at Celtic. uh, But now, like every other manager, he has to prove that all of the kind words said about him uh, are accurate. He has to win the league for Celtic or else there's bother. The Celtic fans would react very badly if Celtic did not win the league. I mean, I I keep going back to the point. Dermot Desmond went out of his way to bring back Brendan Rodgers. The money was the kind of money that you have to pay to get a Brendan Rodgers. The money in the bank is greater than any Scottish club has ever had at its disposal and for Celtic not to win the league well what does that say about Brendan Rodgers and his CV
0: well thank you to Michael before the break let me tell you about this
3: Mm. oh you're kidding me on oh thank you oh my goodness
0: (laughs) the cash register
2: Clyde won
0: well, I'm not sure if you heard Gary Spence make the cash register call this afternoon, but it went to five rings. So we've got a rollover. It's good news for you as that means the money has gone up and we have your chance to win £41,175 on Monday when we make the next call. But. You need to make sure you're in the draw. So enter now by texting YES to 61025. That's Y-E-S to 61025. If you get the call from us after three o'clock on Monday, answer within five rings and make sure you know the correct cash register amount. Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. Online entry is £2 or call 0330 calls are charged at the standard rate it's over 18s only entries since Caroline won on Thursday have been rolled over and all the rules for this Hitch Radio Network Scotland competition are on our website so text YES to 61025 for your chance to win £41,175 good luck 01419511025. This is Scottish Football's lead leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Kevin's here with me, Andrew McLean to take your call. Still time to get involved. 141 Or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. But tomorrow's really the moment we've all been building up to because uh-huh. it is the start of competitive action in Scotland the via play cup group stages are starting tomorrow some interesting fixtures ones to look out for there are St Mirren away to Montrose there's the likes of Raith Rovers and probably looks the pick of the bunch tomorrow would you say
1: also Elgin against Motherwell i mean the, the Motherwell side who have lost the man Kevin Van Veen uh they they, they relied on him to an almost ridiculous degree last season uh, how do you replace the scorer of so many goals? Uh, Kilmarnock at home to Annan Athletic. You know, Kilmarnock uh, away form last season was their downfall. They were hopeless on the road and they, they just avoided the relegation playoffs. Uh,
0: so are they in better shape than they were last season? Well, let's speak to Simon, who is a Kilmarnock fan. Simon, you're looking forward to the start of the season tomorrow?
6: Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. It's been a long few weeks, but I'll answer Hugh's question straight away, and yes, we are. I've been superly impressed with the signings, and especially the one that came in today. I think we're in a much better position.
0: Yeah, Stuart Finlay, is that one? Is he a player that you've always felt would maybe come back to Kilmarnock at some point?
6: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I just ended up watching, uh, as a lot of Kilmarnock fans did, watching Philadelphia Union games, because we all loved them so much. He's a fantastic defender, he's got pace, he's strong, he's a really good guy as well in the dressing room. He's an excellent signing. And him coming back, just, you know, that's exactly what we needed. Our defence is pretty much finished now. I think if we bring in Lewis Mayo, who we're interested in getting back from Rangers, if we bring him in, you know, that defence has improved sevenfold from, from last season. How oh, about
1: Robbie Dees? Are you having him?
6: Absolutely. I was, what I was thinking was the signings have been really, really smart really clever Dees was one of the best defenders in the Championship last season we, he turned down a number of Premiership clubs for us it's a good sign then you've got um, Mike Kennedy another proven Premiership winger who's very good another local lad as well knows the club you've got Kyle McGuinness who let's be honest if he was fully fit uh, wouldn't be at Kilmarnock like he'd be either Rangers or Celtic or down south because when he was at Hibs and the way he came up he was absolutely fantastic He just had really bad injury problems so I think the, you know the team's shaping up really well we've got a really good manager you know, I'm really confident going into the season that we're, we certainly won't be struggling. And you know, I'm looking at other clubs like Motherwolves and Johnston, losing good players and not being able to get good players back in, whereas, whereas every signing we've made has been a positive one. So, you know, really looking forward to it. Without trying to sound like a Rangers fan, who every year tells us how great their signings have been, and then they never turn out to be, but. I'm, I'm really positive about this season yeah.
0: Speaking to Derek McInnes today, he was saying that yeah, defensively, he's still looking for a, a right-sided centre-back, but his emphasis was really on a number nine. Is that you know the the next big signing you're hoping that Derek McInnes makes?
6: Absolutely. From what the the rumors are, we're after uh, Curtis Main, who I think he thought he was going to get a move down south, but that's not materialised yet. I'd be very, very... I think that'd be an excellent signing. I think him and Vassell up front would be a, a handful that not too many defenders would enjoy going up against.
1: You'll get a, like, an immediate test of your confidence and optimism, won't you? Because it's Rangers first up.
6: Absolutely. What a, what a better way to start the season, though. They will not be settled. about a lot of new signings. You know, it's in between their two Champions League qualifiers. we have got to think that, you know, we could put pressure on them earlier. Home form's excellent, as you say. If we had two strikers like Vassell and Maine. I'm not sure Rangers defence would enjoy going up a day and there and starting the opening day. I think with the rugby park crowd, the big crowd in the opening day of the season, the five o'clock kickoff, I think that's got all the makings of a, a, a cracking start to the season and one that, you know, I'm confident going into because we, our home firm's excellent under Derek and, you know, Rangers, especially when they come to rugby park, they don't they don't ever get it easy anymore. So yeah, I think that'd be an excellent way to start the season and, and what a boost to the team, you know, finishing tenth uh, last season. But if you can come and start the season beating Rangers what I start
0: this season, what a confidence this is. Well, let's hear a bit from Derek McInnes because he's been talking about the scheduling of the League Cup today.
7: This League Cup puts us all under so much scrutiny and pressure to deliver a squad for, for now and it's nine near impossible to have the squad for these games. The, 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 I feel as though the games come too quick in these League Cups. It's unfair on the players because they don't get the the rest that they need during the summer. It's unfair on them to, um, to push them and accelerate their work to be ready for this game. Um, I, I think that, that the League Cup, whoever's doing this, should be pushed in another week um, because I think it's unfair in clubs who are trying to get their squads together. Uh, I think players are more at risk of injury, getting back early as well. And I just think it's um, for us, we have we could have signed a lot more players by now and feel good about ourselves at this moment in time because we're ready for this first League Cup game. But I'm conscious that while the League Cup is vitally important to us um, as a club, um, we uh, it's more important that we uh, hold our nerve and get the right type of players who become available further, further down the line
0: yeah, Simon, your club obviously got a handed appearance out of the the League Cup last year, Derek McInnes doesn't seem overly confident about how prepared they are for, for this group stage but are you hoping that similar can happen again this season?
6: Yeah, it's like it's, it's an interesting group because we've got Annan who were excellent towards the end of last season um, and Albion Rovers but you'd expect to beat both of them and that means then you've got one game between either you you've got to win pretty much against us and Fermland. The squad have got, you know, us to still do that. It's about pre-season, it's about getting through, but a couple of is mightily important. You know, everybody knows how unlucky we were at Hamden. You know that a uh, pretty much a deflected goal to take the lead denied what would should have been a penalty. I think everybody thinks it was a penalty in the last few minutes. And um, so we're really unlucky. I think going to go to Hamden again would be a, an amazing season. But I think. Just come to a comfortable season, mid-table, pushing for top six if possible, and you know a decent cup run. I think that's an excellent, been an excellent season, especially because Derek's now got the budget. It was obviously spoken about last season that, you know, pretty much two-thirds of his budget were taken up was taken up by Tommy Wright signing. So, you know, this season he's got all the money to himself, and his signings so far have been been really, really positive.
1: Simon, as a student of the the league in which your team plays, when you look at last season and how it all finished. Uh, you know, Celtic and Rangers basically in a different postcode from the rest, and that includes you know Aberdeen, who finished third, Hearts and Hibs. Are you hoping that, in general terms, the league has a, a stronger feel to it this time?
6: Yeah, I think it's, it's really difficult to ever get that you, especially with the you know the financial disparity. We always hear from Rangers and Celtic fans if they lose in Europe, they always say. Ah, oh, there's no competition in Scottish football. There's no competition. Well, then something needs to be done with regards to the financial uh, disparity. We need to do some, bring something back, or change something in order for the other clubs to get a bit more money, in order to try and you know make it a bit more competitive. Because then that will pay off when they go to Europe, is what they're saying. That you know it used to be that the gates were all split evenly. So Rangers and Celtic's money would go in a big pot. wherever the season, it gets split between the teams. And that was when that changed was when the Rangers and Celtics started their dominance. You know, if, you, if they're really serious about making it making it different, they need to they need to do something about that. They need to make a because Rangers Celtic are going to try and take as much money as they can, but they need to make an actual positive change themselves if they want a difference. Because it's not going to happen without that.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting point, Simon. Unfortunately, we are running out of time tonight. Maybe that is a discussion for another night, though. Thank you very much to you, Simon, and to everyone else that listened in and phoned in and tweeted tonight. Thank you very much to Hugh Keevans in the studio as well. I'll be back on Monday night, 6 o'clock. Roger Hannah in the studio with me, and we'll be reflecting on all those Viaplay Cup group stage games. The competitive action is back tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to it. But stay right there, because it's the perfect way to kick off your weekend. It's the GB experience